very sick. Such a good shot. Yeah. All right. I mean, that, that was just worst case Ontario. That might have been the worst golf shot of my life right there. We have the worst golf for a lot. That's why it's hell, folks. Oh, that wasn't very nice at all. Wow, I don't know when the last time I saw someone uh, snap a club right over their knee when they Welcome to the Bogey Society Podcast, Episode 6. As every week, you've got Brennan and Nick here. What's up, Nick? How you doing? What's up? What's up, everyone? What's up, Brennan? Did you have a good week? Had a, had a decent week. I had a little COVID scare, so that's unfortunate. Ooh. I'm in isolation right now because... Oh, no. Just like at the house because we had a friend who... It's one of the only people we really see. She comes over a lot, and she got it from her dad. And Uh-oh. we tested negative the day after we saw her, but it can like it can come in later yeah. or whatever so i gotta yeah. go to test it again tomorrow i've been away from work for the whole week i'm like Oof. i don't fucking yikes. know anything man yikes and the that, uh, one goddamn person that comes here like has it so whatever i haven't had any symptoms at least so even if i have well, to isolate good. at least i don't feel like shit so that's nice so are you going back home to see your parents for christmas or we'll see we'll see if i test okay. negative tomorrow then yeah but if i test okay. positive then definitely not so well, yeah we'll how about you how was, how was your week though man uh my week was good man gonna be uh you know, doing some stuff with work. I only have to work three days this week. And For the birthday last Wednesday. Yeah. Happy 26th to Bowie Society Nick over here. Yeah, I'm big, uh, the big 26. So I lost my health insurance. So that really sucks. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm feeling old, man. I'm feeling real old, especially because you're 22 and it just, you know, makes Almost. me feel real, real old. 23 in two weeks here. Mine <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> But yeah, so. so I can I can understand that. That's unfortunate. I'm sorry about the insurance. That really sucks. Yeah, yeah, it's so, not a yeah. not a good look for right now. But you know, we're getting it figured out. Getting definitely. it figured out. Most definitely. So uh, we're going to be introducing some new skits for our. Um, what was that? Segment, yeah, yeah, segments for for our podcast coming up in the next uh, couple episodes. So hopefully these will will stick and it'll make things a little bit easier for everyone to follow. So a little more structure. Do, yeah, we're gonna do our, our first segment here is gonna be uh, groundskeepings. It's just gonna be like an overview of what we're gonna be talking about for the day. So we're gonna be obviously hitting up the the tournament this weekend from the PGA, talking about Charlie and Tiger and the whole thing with that uh, with that tournament. We're gonna be talking about um, how- is that at the tournament too can't forget about them yep so that that was a very exciting uh exciting tournament a lot of birdies flying everywhere so we're gonna be excited to jump into that one here in a second we're gonna be talking about kyle berkshire hitting an eight iron 300 yards and that insanity of him hanging out with bryson all weekend and uh gm golf with them and uh we're gonna be doing another segment and it's gonna be uh fan or foe and we're gonna be talking about a few different pga players and see if we'd like them 
them or if we don't like them. And then to uh, round it off, we're going to do rules with uh, with your buddies. What do you what kind of rules you play around the uh, the golf course with your friends out on the on the course? So got a got an action packed episode here. So uh, when we uh, jump into it, what were your thoughts on the tournament this weekend? So I had an amazing time watching it. It was so cool to see Tiger and Charlie out there. The matching polos both days. It was just heartwarming. And as Tiger kind of not that he won't be around in the next for the next few years but just as his career kind of like tapers a little bit it's just super exciting to like see the woods legacy be be carried on and like just some of those shots he hit it was like watching tiger and his demeanor on the course just very calm cool collected seems like super good kid so that was amazing yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed watching the tournament it, it was a lot of fun not just with tiger and and charlie obviously they took over the headlines for the whole tournament but kuchar and and his son, his son's an absolute stick. Yeah, um, that kid looks young too. Yeah, he's 13. There's there's a lot of really talented kids out there, and watching these guys hit shots was really wild. Just knowing that they are already so much better than us, it really hurts the soul a little bit. But yeah. um, Cameron, back to Charlie, stuck one I think on 18, like wait, like super close. He was tighter mm-hmm. than his. Than yeah, his dad. It was <laughs> Charlie was putting on an absolute show out there. All weekend. Um, so which shot was more impressive to you? Hook five yeah. wood on the par five or driving that green on that other hole where he drove it up between those bunkers? You got to go with the hook five wood. That that was so impressive to yeah. get it to get the shape shot and then it checked up right right in the rough and trickled on in the green for four feet. And they used his drive before that and the yeah. second shot and the putt to make the eagle his first eagle ever. And he does it on national TV. I mean, that's yeah. just he's an absolute electric factory yeah. out there. Eagle I mean, on his own ball in a scramble. That's that's pretty impressive for an 11 year old playing at the Ritz Carlton Golf Club. <laughs> I mean that that golf course also looked really cool. Yeah, it did. If you didn't hit the centers of the greens, it looked like you were going to be falling off pretty much every, from any side you attacked it from, which was pretty cool. So you got yeah. to see some of the pros kind of hit some errant shots that you know, if the greens were a little bigger, it would have you know stuck. But it was an interesting weekend. There was a, a lot of movement on the leaderboard. I mean, the Kucher family was on fire the first day. They birdied like eight of the first nine holes. And and we're just like absolutely crushing it. And then yeah. the second day with JT and his dad was absolutely on fire. I mean, they shot a 57 yeah. on that second day, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Did you have like faith at all or hope that Tiger and Charlie might win? Because I felt like, I mean, it was really exciting to watch and they played amazing golf, but just like, I wasn't surprised necessarily that they didn't win because like look at I mean Justin Thomas and Mike Thomas who won that's two Mike Thomas is a is a professional like a teaching professional or whatever and JT's a PGA pro like there are some very impressive teams out there so I can't it would be pretty difficult I feel like for a team with an 11 year old to yeah I mean I wouldn't ever put anything past Tiger Woods to win but I mean they were only shot five shots back so I mean a couple of pars that would have went the other way they and they bogey two holes so i mean if those bogeys don't go in or whatever they're they're right in contention and you know obviously it's not as as cutthroat of a tournament like uh you know a regular pga event would be they're trying to go on out there and having some fun but you know you could definitely see the fire in charlie's eyes i mean he was ready to go and he was disappointed with with bad shots and missed putts that kid's gonna be really 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 good 
What do you think of Little John Daly? Oh, he was awesome. I, I the, the kid bombs the ball, absolutely yeah. bombs the ball, and he's a great putter. I, I didn't We're realize a lot about his hands in his short game. Yeah, I, I didn't realize how good of a, a putter and a chipper he really was. And they, they, I mean, they did really well. I mean, it was kind of a battle going into it to see if the dailies or the woods were going to do better. Um, and the woods, woods got the upper hand. It, it that tournament was awesome. I, I, I absolutely loved watching. I kind of wish that the PGA would do some more stuff like that. Uh, it, it was it was just an awesome tournament to watch and watching Charlie being so confident out there and watching Tiger be super happy. And, you know, it, it was really awesome to, to watch Tiger basically be watching his kid and Charlie with the throwing the thumb up after after he hits his ball. The ball hasn't even hit the ground yet and he's throwing the thumbs up yep. saying, yeah, it's good. Don't even yep. worry. Like super cocky. Yeah. And then we uh JT had hit his ball into the into the sand and he went over there and put a note in the sand telling uh JT to draw the ball. I mean, you can't you oh can't get God. any more electric than that. I mean, the kid I didn't was know out he there. did that. He was out there fooling around. It was he was he was awesome. Did he just like write draw in the sand or something. Yeah, it, it, he he had a note, a literal piece of paper that oh. he stuck like 2 feet from his ball right before it and JT walked into the bunker and was like, "What is this?" He picked it up and it says draw hole. On on it and <laughs> it was super funny yeah it was it was it was really cool and when uh, the, the first day and tiger and charlie went six under through six holes it was just like all right we're they're about to make a run right now this yeah. is crazy but and- from at the par train just for anybody who's yeah. trying to hate on all this stuff because like who who would hate on this because it's so wholesome right. and amazing but the par train summed it up really nicely for anyone yeah. sick of all the charlie woods talk we're watching our sports hero be a dad we're watching his 11 year old son make the game we love look easy everyone's talking about it because it's that special because it really is it was a very yeah. special thing to see and very much yeah. enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed yeah. it. It really is. And it, it's a testimony to Tiger, you know, everyone that's our age and, and, and older all grew up watching Tiger win tournaments. And he was everyone's idol if you loved golf. And most of the people on tour that are, you know, the young guys on tour, they all wanted to be Tiger. And the reason that they play golf is because of Tiger. And to see his, his little kid out there and how good he was and his swing is just so butter it, it it really was it was special to watch and i'm excited to to follow charlie through through the years here and he's already won a few turn junior tournaments and stuff like that so i mean it's only gonna get better from here and hopefully he continues to have the golf bug and we get to watch him uh, yeah. hopefully win majors soon i mean that would be crazy i wonder if seeing his dad win the masters and like being at that experience like where they hugged after tiger put it out on the 18th and stuff i wonder if that like lit a fire in him at all that he was like oh i want to do this like yeah i'm sure it is before i said we didn't really hear about charlie woods golf like before tiger won the masters in 19 yeah and we i've seen like like clips of his swing but that that's the thing with tiger tiger keeps everything so like you know within his his unit of people so he didn't there wasn't a lot of exposure to him but then once he kind of got out and was playing tournaments and stuff like that then there was a little bit of exposure on his swing and then he won a couple tournaments which hyped him up even more and so yeah i mean it's charlie's awesome and that tournament was really really cool like i said kuchar his son unbelievable that kid was dropping putts from everywhere i mean i 
if I, it literally was like every time they, they had a 10 to 15 foot putt, I was like, well, this is going in. I, this kid was just automatic to watch somebody 13 years younger than you be 10 times better at something than you will ever be ever be. It's very, it's upsetting. I hate watching like lit, like little kids be better at stuff than me that I've been doing. I'm like, ah, Oh, it's because they're little sponges, man. Yeah, they, they really are. Up. Yeah, they they get all the best equipment and they have the, the best, best teachers. Yeah, yeah, and they're all the best equipment too. Yeah, I mean, right. Charlie, I mean, Charlie, Charlie was piping his woods with those sim the sim yeah. woods. Ripping it was insane. Driver. His driver was so so consistent the whole weekend. I mean, it was. It was great. Oh, so speaking of fresh clubs, bro, I got the putter in the mail, but I can't open it, bro. She, my grandma won't let me open that thing. Wait, she what, what, it, what kind of putter is it? It's an Odyssey Stroke Lab putter. Ooh. Dude, okay. I cannot wait to bust it out and send you a picture. But she like texted me specifically and said, you cannot open it. So I'm not going to diss my grandma like that because I'm a good hearted, loving grandson. But mm-hmm. just know okay. that the picture's coming this week. Okay, I see. Is it the, is that the putter that JT uses? The like? Uh, n- no, he has a, I think JT uses a Scotty. This is... Yeah, but it's the claw one. Oh no, mine has um I have a just a blade. It's just a blade. Oh, the blade. Okay. Stroke Lab one, I think. So for right. my birthday, I got a putter as well. Yeah, I saw that yeah. you got that Kirkland putter. I did. I did. I got the Kirkland. So I'm super excited to give it a try. I've been putting with it in my in my apartment on my on my little putting <laughs> mat and I absolutely love the weight of it. It is very nice. My previous putter, let me put this into preference for everyone since you guys don't know who who I am, but I'm 6'1", okay? And my putter is 32 inches. So when I go to putt, I am basically bent all the way over and I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame. The tabletop, um, the tabletop putter. Yeah, I'm a tabletop putter currently. It does what it needs to do. It uh, gets to the hole, but I, I I just, I needed a new putter. So how many uh, inches is this one? 35. Oh, so wow. We're ste- yeah, we're stepping up three inches. Um, I'm standing way more upright. Okay, um, so you significantly changed your, your setup, huh? Yeah, so. Okay, but, you'll have to... Re- have you record a video and send it my way just i'm yeah to see what oh I- absolutely and once once i can actually kind of get to a golf course i'm gonna do a little uh review of of the putter itself and i'm gonna t- toss that up on um on our youtube and kind of whenever we get new clubs or you know we're testing some stuff up we're gonna definitely make some reviews and put it up on our youtube channel as a a, a separate playlist so that people can kind of go and check it out and you know see what our reviews are like for the uh for some equipment if you guys are interested in that so yeah. Totally. It's, uh, yeah, I really like the putter so far. I mean, uh, the, I've been rolling a lot of putts in, in my apartment. So, are you we'll, considering we'll getting the wedges too? Yes. Yep. I'm, yeah. I'm, I think I'm getting the wedges for for Christmas. They're 150, right? For the for yeah. the set of three. Yep. Yep. So it's not bad I'm, at all. That's honestly you know, Yeah. So, and I'm I'm basically getting a whole new setup for for this year, minus my my driver, because I think I'm going to be buying uh, tailor made uh, P97s. Um, the irons, the P7, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be buying those. Are you gonna um, buy those at the golf expo? No, I haven't. I actually have an in at TaylorMade. Oh, um, and so I can get them for like wholesale price. So anybody else, if you guys, any anyone needs uh, uh TaylorMade clubs, hit your boy up. I can get you wholesale, and they'll be shipped to your house. I might hit you up, bro. God damn, I need some. I need new wedges, bro. Yeah, all I have is cheaper. 
be at any golf store. My wedge setup is very improperly gapped. I have my four, I have a 47 degree pitching wedge, a 50 degree and a 56. And that's it. Yeah. That, yeah, I, yeah. And I'm like, if I, I feel like I either need to scratch the 50 and get a 52 and a 60 and then have the 52, 56, 60, or I need to get scratch the 56 I have right now and get a 54 and a 58. And then yeah. I have a 50, 54, 58. I, I mean, I suggest the 60, uh, 56, 52. That's what I play. And that gives you a good wide margin because your 56 can also duplicate as your sand wedge. Yeah. And, and you got your 60 for your flop shot. And then your 52, you can use as your bump and run club. That's kind of what my setup is. So, and that's what comes in the Kirkland set. So yeah, like I said, I'm going to be having a whole new bag. Basically, I'm going to get a new putter, new wedges, and new irons for going into next year. And hopefully, now you just need to find a three wood that works for you. I did find a three wood that worked for me this year. It was an old club I found oh, in wow. um in my in my my garage. I notoriously can't hit three wood to save my life, but I was recycling some old clubs and found some some magic in this club. I don't know where it came from, but it's been working for me. I still think so you I, could just get an M two. Yeah, I would like to, but you're gotta, not that much now. No, I know, but I'm spending a lot of money on getting yeah. another club apparently so yeah. very, true. very true very true so, so no matter what clubs i ever buy i don't think i will ever be able to hit an eight iron 300 yards like kyle berkshire in that, yeah, that simulator so i know you saw that video yeah aggressive at, look spine snapping swing is what it looks yeah. like to me. Like, holy yeah. shit. I don't know. Like, I must have just, like, a gelatin, like, spine. Because if I did that, dude, I would literally be out of work for three weeks. Like, I don't know how somebody can possibly swing a club that hard without hurting themselves. Like I said, I just turned 26. I feel like an old man. I would, I would die. I would literally die. So to put it into perspective... This man in the world long drive has produced 145 mile an hour club head speed, which is just, the highest tour pros are in like the high 120s, I think. Right, or mid 120s. Right. Yep. And that, I mean, that's just absolutely insane. I don't understand how he made a three iron fly. I think that was the total. So I wonder if maybe yeah, if he with just, like, trapped the but, shit out of it and played it kind of low and it skidded yeah. out or yeah i'm sure bryson because he was at bryson's house when he was doing that and i'm sure he has the the most latest like track man thing so like because i know like at some simulators if you thin that motherfucker you can get that thing to go like 300 yards just like bullshitting you know what i mean but yeah but he definitely caught that thing i mean he smacked the shit out of it oh yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't doubt in the slightest that he actually hit that thing, the 300 yards. Like, that's not not what I'm questioning at all. Dude, I wonder what I don't really even know what distances like Bryson hits his irons now thinking about it. Like, yeah, I, I, well, we haven't really had that much of a sample size for for Bryson. We've had a few tournaments and stuff, but I mean, I, going into next year and him playing a full schedule uh, we're really yeah. going to get a lot of data from what he's actually doing so I'll, I'll keep track of that i'll keep track of that and see exactly what his iron distances are and what he's using for stuff like that yeah um, we'll have to be watching like i don't we'll have to definitely catch that on tv for sure but it'll be interesting to see on like some long par fives. the u.s opens at tory pines this year so that'll yeah. be exciting to see there's a good lineup of majors this year man yeah it really is and 
uh, I don't know. Are they going back to Europe for the British Open and stuff this year? I think they're planning to. I I feel like now that the vaccine by next summer is probably going to be like not obviously like completely worldwide, but yeah. by summer probably a decent amount of people are going to have taken it. So they'll probably be feeling a little more willing to do like an international sporting event, I guess. But yeah, where do you know where the PGA Championship is next year? Oh, it's at the Ocean Course at Kiowa. Ooh, I ha- that's where I think Rory won there. It said, "Yeah, he did. He won it by eight strokes in 2012." There, nice. so good that'll fact be exciting. Check, check, check. So yeah, let's move on to our our new segment here. It's called Fan or Foe, and I'm going to give a list of a couple of golfers with some facts, and then you're gonna we're gonna debate on if we like said golfer or he's a foe so or he's the um, the fucking ops bro yes yeah so first golfer paul casey um do you have oh, any let, facts me give, let me give you the fact let me give you the facts first so little known facts about paul casey he got his first golf scholarship at 11 years old wow and he also went to uh arizona state so guy guy rips i mean he's the big partier clearly you can't yep you can't go to arizona state and not party so kid kids got to be a big big drinker and then he has 20 pro wins but 14 of them were on the european tour Mm, interesting Mm -hmm. i like paul casey fine enough like but he's i don't know i don't particular he also can't close so Mm. i feel like it can be kind of disappointing to see him come down the stretch but i wouldn't go to say that he's a foe because he i do like his attitude and like demeanor generally i feel like he looks pretty mellow when you see him Mm -hmm. on tv and stuff he Mm -hmm. which is fun it's good to see guys with emotion but there there's emotion and then there's like anger like with just getting angry not being like passionate just getting straight up angry so all right this is my my thing what? about paul crazy okay. i think he's super i think he's super boring he dresses boring yep he dresses very boring he dresses very boring he plays boring he looks like an he, he looks like an elf he looks like an elf oh my god you know you could have put him in the elf movie with the hat and you wouldn't you wouldn't have been able to tell the difference wow. um he's a he looks like a toy maker out there. I, I mean, he's on the he's on the European side, so you know I'm a big big USA guy, big USA guy. So I'm gonna give him a, a, a faux marks right now. I, I just I'm not a fan, not a fan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but he, uh, I don't. I guess he's boring enough. The elf thing is he's also kind of short. That might add to his um elvishness in your yes, eyes. Yes. Uh, I feel like he has pointy ears. I just. I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, he he can't close though, man. He really can't close. You his see, his highest him. ranking ever was was I think it was last year when he was third for a couple of weeks, but then he the, he went back OG to his yeah. usual mediocrity role of being in the middle of the pack. All right, who's up next? Next up, got Jason Day. Jason Day. Hey. Jason Dye and some facts about him. He was super poor growing up, had a very shitty childhood. His first club he ever owned was a, a three wood that his dad took out of the trash. Day doesn't travel in like uh, planes to most tournaments. He has a, a family RV and they drive to most of the tournaments in the United States. His wife is from Ohio. And so he lives in Ohio and he has adopted all of the Ohio teams so he's an ohio state fan so just on that fact alone he's an absolute foe hate him 
They um, live in Columbus, right? You- yeah. Uh, no, he lives in another city. He's he's a he's a member at uh Mer- Merrifield Village. Oh, um, so they're in like Dublin. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, Dublin. What's- and then last fact about him, he lost eight family members in a natural disaster in the Philippines in 2014, which is a sad fact. R.I.P. to them. But yeah, um, I used to like Jason Day back in the day, but I'm also gonna have to put him on the full list now that I know he's an Ohio State fan, big uh, Michigan Detroit guy. So go blue, and like I can't I can't touch anyone that will rep, rep Ohio State in any kind of fashion. He's had it. He's had his day where in the glory where he was the top uh top player back in the day back yeah jay day had his day but yeah i'm I'm putting him on the phone okay so dublin is a columbus suburb so i'm assuming that he's probably a a browns fan which i already can't fuck with even though they suck but yeah jason day is a friend of me i like aussies i like their accents they always seem very uh pleasant and friendly and i like his demeanor and attitude generally i feel like but i also would say i feel like he's a little bit overrated like mm-hmm. i feel like after he won the pga everyone's like oh he's gonna be a force and this and that and then he, injury kind of plagued him and yeah. i don't know if he's been fully healthy now but he has really like not been showing up yeah he uh he's definitely had some some medical issues also uh, i really liked him on adidas and he switched up he went over to nike which yeah like went over nike to nike. he's a tailor-made guy they you all of their guys used to be adidas on tailor-made because i'm pretty sure those two companies are connected but now several of them like wolf is with nike jayday's nike tigers with nike but dustin and i think sergio and rom are also adidas I thought Brooks Kepka was sponsored by TaylorMade, but I, he doesn't have a like club. Like he doesn't have yeah. like a full bag set up from any club company. Yeah, I'm not sure where he's at. He's a mixture. Um, so are you going fan or foe for Jason? I'm going. Uh, I'm going fan for Jason. Going Definitely fan. fan. But okay. I just think he's a little overrated. So we got one one fan, and what what was your fan fan or foe for uh, Paul Casey? Well, you know what? I said I don't know if I would go as far as foe, but I also wouldn't say fan. So we're just going to go foe for Paul Casey. All right, all right. Because you're so also far. right. He's the Euro. He's the ops, bro. Yeah, he's the ops. And then our last one is is Bryson DeChambeau. Hot topic, considering all the stuff that his shenanigans that he's had all year on the PGA. Some facts about Bryson. He is one of five guys to win the U.S. Amateur and the NCAA Division One Championship in the same year. He has a name for every single one of his clubs in his bag that are are written on on the club. As an amateur, he would float his golf balls in water and and salt to check that the golf ball had a perfect center of gravity in the middle of it. Well, um, I'm going to go right up and say foe, but <laughs> a foe that I very much like to have there, like, because it makes for great content. And I just love seeing the shenanigans and hearing the ridiculous things that he does and says. Like when he came out and said he's going to play Augusta like a par 67, yeah. just a hilarious outlandish comment that brings a little bit of spice to golf. But also when he does, even though he's like, like kind of cocky and annoying when he does do stuff it's really exciting so foe but we need him you know we need him 
how about that time he said he was gonna live to 160 oh my gosh very outlandish my take on bryson is i like him sometimes and i hate him other times he definitely says some of the most outlandish things whenever i watch his videos on his instagram i i roll my eyes some of the stuff that he does on the golf course the ant thing was ridiculous oh my um, god the lost ball that he had at that one tournament where he ended up getting a 10 because he threw a hissy fit at the rules official and was calling for a manager like a camera or at Augusta where he's taking 10 years to try to find his that ball that he lost in the rough on three I was just it made me mad I'm like oh you motherfucker you just want to drive the third green so freaking bad you ripped it over into this shit on the left and now you're fucked and it's your own fault like oh my gosh it's not a hothead he's an absolute hothead and you're right it's all about him that's all he thinks about is him and his brand and he's brainwashed his whole team into thinking that he is the greatest that's ever touched this earth. So for that reason, I'm going foe as well. Three for three. Foe, foe, foe. Get all these guys out of here. I don't even. Well, you, I don't need to go to Wen- you need to go to Wendy's and get you a foe for foe. <laughs> foe for foe. <laughs> Dude, you purposely chose all those three because you wanted to throw down some hate right there. You were ready yeah, for it. Yeah, I was I, I was trying to spice it up a little bit, toss, toss, toss some hot takes in there. All right, so uh, can I pick the three players for next week's friend or foe? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or yeah, you, yeah, you can uh you can toss them in and send them over to me for that. Right, um, I wanna have some good ones. I'm gonna have some yeah. really good ones. So Another segment we're gonna we're gonna do for for a little bit, and as as we grow on our page and stuff, we're gonna keep asking the question on our on our Instagram. We got some some people that that wrote in, but the question was, what are some rules that you play with your buddies on the golf course? So we're gonna shout out a, a couple people here. So my buddy at Skyrise.World, Skyler Calabat, he said, so we get we play this rule with our buddies. So you get a mulligan per nine, okay? But if you need another mulligan, you can get another mulligan, but you have to shotgun a beer to get that said mulligan. So it is strategical and you can use, you can get your other mulligan, but you have to shotgun. So those shotguns do add up quick if you are very antsy to try and hit another shot. Yeah, I'm generally like pretty much the only mulligans I'm going to take are like a duff tee shot. And it's generally going to be once per nine, like if I like, because generally once per nine, I'm probably going to top one with my driver. I'm just probably going to do it because I suck. So that's where I need my mulligan. And if you start throwing shotguns in there, you remember when we shotgunned at TPC Myrtle Beach and both of yeah. us instantly felt like we were going to die? Yeah. we were, I don't understand why that shotgun was so bad, but like, dude, if I shotgun my I'm going to be in pain. Yeah, I think that, that wasn't the first time that we had shotgun. I remember the first time that first time we played that we shotgunned as well after a couple uh, at the near the end. But we when we did it at TPC, I think that was just a mixture of we had been drinking for a while and it was so, so hot that day and it was just not complying with our stomachs. That was not good. And then right after that, that squirrel tried to attack our cart to get the food out of out of the cart. And that was an interesting uh, moment for oh. you. You want to tell that story? 
sorry. Yeah, well, Nick and everyone was putting, but I had forgotten my uh, club in the cart, so I had to run back to it. And there were these weird squirrels down in South Carolina, man. These weird gray squirrels. By the way, is my sound better now? Yes, yep. Anyways, the squirrel jumped in the cart and grabbed sandwich. The best McDonald's breakfast sandwich. Bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle. Mm-hmm. This man, I know your ass was start. We were so hungover this day, too. We were Ugh. so hungover. I know you were starving. Yeah. I know you were starving because even though the squirrel pulled it out of the cart halfway, yeah. we just grabbed it and you still ate it anyways. Oh, I still ate it. That, that squirrel meant nothing to me. He could have had rabies and I still would have ate that sandwich. I, you know, I, I was absolutely dying um, to start that round. Like you said, we, uh, we had hit, we had a, a few beverages uh, the night before um, in our, in our, uh, our condo that we had down in South Carolina. And it was a very early uh, tea time for us that morning. I think it was a, I think we left the apartment at like seven 30 in the morning to go, go up there. It was, it was rough. Your sound straight up is not even working Bro, at this point. At all? No. You were just talking and nothing was coming out. I don't know what I should do. Can you hear me now? Yep. That's better? Yep. Okay. All right. I don't know what's happening. I'm not, the mic is not covered at all. Anyways. Yeah. That was at the international club that day. And yeah, we went super hard the night before. That was such a fun trip, man. We had so much fun. Yeah. But we drunkenly booked that tea time for sure. And the next morning we almost, we, I feel like we almost didn't go. Peter, we almost didn't go the third day too. Peter was like dead that morning. Yeah. We were, we were hitting it real hard in South Carolina. So one I brought a gallon jug of water onto the golf course. And then I also (laughs) brought a water bottle filled with orange juice and I dumped a bunch of rum into it. Oh my God. That, that bottle was dangerous. (laughs) You, you literally put like half a fifth in that thing. and was just rolling around the golf course. No, I was drinking beer that day i had crushed like i think i killed i crushed a 15 pack that day you that drank was a lot but yeah so i drank a 15 oh. pack, but that that bottle you had was despicable hopefully we'll do some more trips and that was actually that trip was the inception of bogey society yes so it was we'll do some more and we can tell you guys about it right after it happens because that would be yes. way more badass so another um entry from jag 2192 he said him and his boys play the gallery rule and the gallery rule is no penalty if you can't find your ball where it lands where a fan would be located so i'm assuming this guy is probably a higher handicap doesn't care as much about the score out there and is just out there to have a good time which hey respect yeah um so but it's, a, it's an interesting rule i mean it takes it takes the penalty strokes kind of out of out of the game for you a little bit makes it makes things a little yeah. bit easier also though like to play that rule in my opinion everybody's got to agree like within reason people have to have been watching your ball and like oh it was headed right for the left rough right next to this tree somehow it just disappeared like we know it was right over here it could shit golf balls go in trees sometimes like sergio hit that got a ball stuck in a tree and had to hit it out in a tournament like yeah, so who knows the, uh, yeah like so i like that rule i think it, even if you're not that low especially also in the fall when there's hella leaves like i really yeah. like that rule i just it's the super lame bandits. when you what now the leave bandits are are a real thing yeah it's super annoying when you hit like a, a decent drive like not a great one but a decent one that you should just be in the in the rough right on the edge and then it's just gone it's so annoying yeah I completely agree with that. And then I think the the last one. Oh, actually, speaking of those leaves, I got these sunglasses 
that my buddy Marcus bought me a couple of years back for that exact thing. So when you're on a golf course and the lead monster is taking your golf ball, you put these sunglasses on and they're blue. The lenses are blue. So anytime you put it, put the glasses on like white things just like illuminate. Oh. And so you have a, a lot easier of a time finding your golf ball when the ball is like illuminated. It makes it super bright. And it, I mean, it works. It, it, it does its job. I mean, I'm not going to say it's a hundred percent. You're going to find your ball, but it, it definitely does work. I, I yeah. do like those glasses. Yeah. Cool. Um, that sounds like a cool tool. Useful. So the last one is from Dr. Strange Golf. <laughs> and uh, he said, if you make a hole in one, the squad has to uh, jump in the nearest pond. It, wait, repeat that one more time. So if you if you were to get a hole in one, everybody else that is playing with you all, uh, has to jump in the pond. Oh, you don't have to though? I mean, I feel like at that point, you kind of have to. If all your boys jump in the pond and you get a hole in one, you kind yeah, of you're jumping in the pond. At that point, right? You're but, jumping in the pond. I mean, dude, I don't know. I, I don't fuck with that rule, dude. Those ponds are disgusting. I would, <laughs> I would never jump in one of those ponds. Never. <laughs> Unless it was like a at a very nice course where the water is pristine and like you're not you're not going to do that. Yeah, no, that's they would, fair. you. They would not let you come back. I'm imagining the 12th hole at Prairie Vista right now. It's this par three with a pond in front of the tee. And then there's like a peninsula that sticks out or whatever. Anyway, I'm just, that pond is disgusting. Like I have a very similar, similar <laughs> thought as well. There's this course over, uh, over my way. It's called the myth and they have an Island hole on there. It's really, it's a really beautiful hole, but the water itself is very gross and yep, shallow yeah. and disgusting. And no, thank it, you. You were to get a hole. It's a, it's a 150 yard par three. So it definitely has the opportunity to get a hole in one at very easily, I feel like. But yeah, that would be a, that'd be a tough, tough hole to have to jump in the water for that one. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, so that kind of ends our, our segment portions for, for today. So we want to talk about um, our YouTube. We, we dropped a new to YouTube video uh, this week. You can go check that out on our, on our YouTube page. Um, Society Golf. Golf. It's also in our Instagram bio for our link tree. You click our, our, our link tree in our in our bio on Instagram, it'll bring you right to our page. So you can go on there and subscribe to our YouTube page. We post a, a video every week and all of the people that have already watched our videos, thank you for that. And definitely hit the subscribe button to uh, to follow us along our journey with our, our content. And along the lines of that for, for the podcast, for all you people that listen on iTunes, if you could do us a huge favor and give us a, a rating on there and a, and a comment that would go a very long way for us and give us some feedback for what we should do and what we shouldn't do on our podcast. So if you guys could all do that, that would be really, really awesome. I also just want to say as a little shout out to us that we're about to hit 7750 for followers on Instagram. So three quarters of the way to um well, I guess we're three quarters of the way to 8,000 from 7,000, but we're also over three quarters of the way to 10,000 followers overall, yeah. which is very exciting. We yeah. started this thing in July, so it's been about five months now. And honestly, like, I didn't know if this was going to take off. And the fact that we're probably going to have 10,000 followers like January, February is is really amazing to me and super exciting. I'm so glad that we're doing this. Thank yeah. You to all 77,750 of you that follow us 
us on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, the daily responses that we get and in our messages and stuff and positive stuff. And, you know, it's really encouraging for us. And, you know, we, we love every, every one of our followers that we get to engage with and, and talk to on our page and the different businesses that we've been working with and stuff like that has, has truly been awesome. So we're, we're super pumped about that. And once we, uh, once we get to 10 K, we're going to be um, starting um, making some merch and stuff like that. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. We're definitely going to get your guys' opinions on some stuff. We're going to make some mock-ups of stuff and put it on our page and kind of have you guys vote on on the stuff and see what you guys like and what you guys don't like so that we can kind of, you know, get a gauge of uh, of it all. So be on the lookout for that. And But other than that, I, I don't really have anything yeah, else for No, it. I think that's a great way to end it. So thanks, Nick. Everything was good. Again, we had a great time watching the PNC. And Merry Christmas, everybody. The next time we talk to you, Christmas will be passed. Yep. I hope everyone has a has a very good uh, Christmas celebrating with your family and everything. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be reaching out to you guys next week. All right. Later, everybody. Remember to rate and subscribe to our YouTube and on iTunes. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Thank you.